Hi there, and thanks for tuning in to the Four-Eyed Radio Network. You're about to listen to another proud presentation brought to you by Revenge Lover Designs. Stand out from the crowd. For more information, visit revengelover.com and mention the podcast for 10% off of your order. Today on Ranger Command Power Hour. Hello, it's Doug. Hello. Hello, Doug. It's Doug. Doug, Doug, it's Doug on Ranger Command. All the time this month on Ranger Command. <laughs> Four episodes in a row. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I just picture, like, the jump freeze frame that everyone does. <laughs> yeah. Four in a row. Woo. <laughs> yeah, it's just, uh, I think it's a cool design of my house with a UFO. And an alien abduction. Like, it just looks cool. (laughs) (laughs) I should just make up a really good story since everyone's going to ask for the rest of my life. Be like, yeah, this one time. Oh my god, man. You don't even know. (laughs) Then people will be like, what? Whoa, dude. (laughs) (laughs) Everyone talks like a Californer. uh, Californer? California. (laughs) What was that? Fornicator. I don't know what. I can't talk. All right, Kevin is on. Kevin, 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 Kevin. Adding Kevin, to the group call. Kevin, 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 Kevin. I'm here. Kevin. He's added to the group call. Group call with <laughs> Kevin. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> that's a thing that's happening. And now on Ranger Command Power Hour. Ay, 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 ay. It's the Ranger Command Power Hour. Today on the Power Hour, episode 103, Rangers Review Power Rangers Ninja Steel, episodes 12 through 14, recorded on October 19th, 2017. Welcome to the Ranger Command Power Hour on the Four Eyed Radio Network. Sun Ranger up with your hosts. I'm Eric also known as Trucky B47. I'm Kevin, also known as Kevin M. Rowland 1. And I'm Doug, also known as, for the first time on a podcast ever, Icky Booley. <laughs> Today's episode is brought to you by Audible.com. Get a free audiobook download and 30-day free trial at audibletrial.com slash rangercommandph. There are over 150,000 tiles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. Hey guys. Oh, hi. Hi. <laughs> Welcome to the show. <laughs> oh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I just realized that on my upcoming podcast episode that I think is already recorded, came out yesterday or something. I don't know. Like, it still has my old Twitter. There's going to be a weird ordering of my <laughs> Twitter username. It's going to be very confusing for anyone who listens to both of these. Okay. <laughs> what does Icky Bully mean? It doesn't mean anything. <laughs> it's, a, it's, a, it's a Survivor reference that no one else, even Survivor fans, understand at all. It's just a thing I think is funny. Cool. Well, R.I.P. at Doug Watson. <laughs> I had no idea anyone would care. <laughs> I, wasn't, I didn't think anyone would even notice, let alone care. I care, Doug. Oh, thanks. <laughs> So we do have quite a few news items that we will talk about. So on our last episode, we were like, Power Rangers has 25th anniversary plans going on. Who knew that the floodgates would just open 
and we'd get all these details yeah. so soon. My God. I mean, it was just like out of nowhere. Yeah. Totally out of nowhere. Well, TwitchCon was going on, so it was pretty much the perfect time. <laughs> but yes, Power Rangers Hyperforce is officially announced. Dude. The announcement came from Power Rangers Now, and then Power Rangers tweeted it with the official logo, and then Hyper RPG posted about it with the cast photo. So a lot of people are asking, okay, what's the deal? What is Power Rangers Hyperforce? Awesome. It sounds awesome. <laughs> it's going to be on Twitch. And earlier this year, they had the Power Rangers Marathon on Twitch, which apparently was their most successful campaign ever on Twitch. There was 13 million channel views and 7.4 million chat messages. <laughs> Three million of it, of which were just... <laughs> exactly! Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. So, based on the success of this initiative, Power Rangers, Hyper RPG, and Twitch teamed up for a year... It's going to be a year-long celebration... Of the 25th anniversary. And by the time you listen to this, this will be live on Saturday. This coming Tuesday, October 24th, is the premiere. Whoa. (laughs) It's coming out almost immediately. (laughs) That's insane. Yeah. So it will be 6 to 9 p.m. Pacific time. And it will be live at twitch.tv slash hyper RPG. The shows will air weekly, and there will be 25 episodes total for the 25th anniversary celebration, and each episode will be three hours long. Oh my gosh. That means that is 75 hours of entertainment, and if you have listened to Ranger Command for any period of time, our first year was about, like, 70-something hours. Oh my gosh. There is a ton of content. There's going to be tabletop role-playing, real-time interaction with the franchise's global fan base. But that's not all. Here's the story. (laughs) Power Rangers Hyperforce is set in the year 3016 at Time Force Academy. Yes! Yes. A team of Time Force Ranger cadets must band together to defend an ancient evil who is set on unraveling the very fabric of the universe. Under the leadership of their mentor, Jen Scotts, reprising her role, Aaron Cahill, what's up? Right? And the show's game master, Malika Lim, the newly minted rangers will cross both time and space to complete their mission while running into many familiar eras and faces along the way. Oh, just oh reading God. that got me psyched all over again. My biggest question is, are they treat this as part of the canon? <laughs> you mean there's I canon? <laughs> <laughs> I almost Sorry. spit out my drink. <laughs> I was like, this would be a great time to take a sip of uh, delicious lemonade, but nope. I mean, as far as Power Rangers go, it would be easy to. You have even yeah. the tiniest shred of connection, so. Yeah. Just the fact that they're doing it, like, in real time in the Time Force, like, it's yeah. a sequel to Time Force, essentially. 
is pretty sweet. Yeah. Well, it's so cool because it's like nothing like what I would have expected. Last time we talked, we were like, I wonder what it's going to be like. This is like way beyond my expectations. This is so cool. Yeah, it's amazing. So they also developed a new Twitch extension that will allow viewers to select a ranger that is permanently tied to their unique ID. Viewers will be able to send their ranger out on daily missions, boss battles, and raids, as well as trade cool loot with other players. I don't even fully comprehend that, but it sounds awesome. (laughs) Yeah, it sounds amazing. Here's an even cooler thing. The cast. Yep. Peter Sidarso. Currently the Blue Ranger and Power Rangers Ninja Steel, he will be portraying the Red Ranger of the group. Yes. Yes. We've got Andre, Black Nerd Comedy. He will be portraying the Blue Ranger. Nice. We've got Megan Camarina. She's a popular social media personality, Strawberry17. She will be the Pink Ranger. We got Polly Schreier, bulk from Power Rangers, and he's going to be the Yellow Ranger. I was so stoked when I saw that he was part of this. Yes, absolutely. He is going to bring so much comedy to this show. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And last but not least... Christina V. She is a, a actress and social media personality. She will be playing the Black Ranger. Nice. So we got a female Black Ranger. It's all cool. We got Polly as a <laughs> Yellow Ranger. That's awesome. Yeah. It is very cool. And throughout the series, special guests will join the cast, including Aaron Cahill, for the premiere episode. Uh, so good. It's going to be awesome. <laughs> <laughs> It is pretty exciting. Personally, I don't know if I'm going to be able to have the time to do this. It's like Tuesday nights. And for me in my time zone, that would be 8 to 11 o'clock at night. And that's like prime me getting stuff done. You know? Oh, yeah. That's going to suck for you. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know how they do it. I think they archive episodes, maybe. Maybe that'll be on YouTube. I think I saw a tweet from Peter the other day where someone asked, will this be available for purchase? And he said, eventually. I think they mean the game because they're creating Uh, a new game system for this. Whoa. It's a new D&D system that they developed specifically for this game. I smell a future podcast. (laughs) Uh, Yes. (laughs) That would be awesome to play a round of this. Right? I hope that they archive it on YouTube because I would love to catch up on it. Maybe when I have more free time on the wind, I would just miss the interactive part of it, like playing along and influencing the game. I'm sure I'll make time to do it this Tuesday and be there for it live. I think that'd be really cool. Especially because it's Aaron Cahill. Come on. Yeah. Yeah. I think they're going to have to archive it because even if like time zone and and everything aside, three hours is a long time and some people are only going to be able to watch it in chunks. Yeah. I am excited for this. This has the possibility to be really cool. I think it would really stay close to Canon because you have Peter Sidarso on here. So Mm-hmm. Him and Yoshi are super fans, and also Andre the Black Nerd, and Polly. I mean, God, he's been on the show for so many years. Like, <laughs> I feel that they would steer canon in the right way, or make some nice head canon connections. 
Yeah. So yeah. I, I feel like they would be able to police themselves nicely. Yeah, I'm not familiar with Megan and Christina, but I'm very excited to to see like how they end up one acting with these three guys that I do know, and then two like how'd they fit into this? Like they they I'm right. sure they're not randos. You know what I mean? It's crazy. And this is official. Saban Brands, this is like completely official. Yeah. They now have the connection. Oh my God. What, what? if? <laughs> Remember when Jason at Saban Brands, he tweeted like Aaron Cahill and some of the Ranger ladies were visiting Saban Brands? Oh, I don't. Yes. What if this is tied to that? What if they're, <laughs> they're going to be special guests on there? That'd be awesome. Familiar faces. Exactly. Yes. This is very cool. This is interesting because these types of things that are happening, in addition to a lot of other stuff that's happening in the past year and the upcoming year, I feel like Power Rangers is at the point where it is figuring out what it's like cultural institution status and legacy mm. is going to be. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like now that we are the adults <laughs> as opposed to the kids, there's so many things happening that have not happened before. And it's almost like there's this huge onslaught of stuff. And what kind of survives out of this onslaught is sort of like the legacy moving forward. And I'm so excited to see all the pieces that get through like the comics, obviously yes. like this, yeah. I think will be one of those things. And it's just like reshaping what I think power Rangers is going to be and how we interact with it. And I'm just so excited to see it all play out. Yeah. Because it seems like we're developing many more avenues to interact than just a TV show, which was for 25 years. That's the staple. It's, it's the show. Yeah. And for them to branch out like this is super smart because Something like Hyper RPG, they can tell. I mean, essentially, you're getting 75 hours of a new Power Rangers show. Yeah, which is insane. That's huge. It'll be really cool to see how that plays out. I'm interested to see what the designs of the suits are, like how they're going to get their powers, what their mission is, and the fact that they can go to any era. And how smart, because... Oh, yeah. Time Force is already so far in the future by a thousand years. You can do anything with this. Yeah. yeah. Which is a brilliant move on their part by using the existing universe and tying it to their storytelling. It's going to be fantastic. I'm stoked. I was initially like kind of on the fence about it because I didn't know how much time I'd be able to interact or, or watch this. Mm-hmm. But just talking about it with other people, I'm getting more stoked. <laughs> and I like the logo. I think the logo is pretty sweet. Yeah. I like that it's purple. We don't you see do. a lot of that. <laughs> <laughs> so on our next news item, Bandai releases an official response to Toku Nation's article regarding female action figures. Our good friend Chris over at Toku Nation He wrote this long article in regards to some comments that were made at New York Comic Con, where Bandai America stated to numerous fans in attendance that in the future they would be decreasing the number of girl action figures in various Power Ranger toy lines due to the fact that they're not selling. And we've talked about this on the show before. I've seen it. Every time I go to any store... All I see for Ninja Steel are white and pink and yellow. Yeah. Yep. Unfortunately, I see a lot of female legacy figures still on the shelves. Those are the only ones I see. Yeah, yeah. which is sad. Also, Power Rangers now revealed new press photos of upcoming figures for Super Ninja Steel. And there is like 
no female action figures in those photos. <laughs> right? Yeah. And Big Bad Toy Store, there's a Wave 4 of the 6.5-inch Legacy Power Ranger figures, the metallic ones. That assortment that they're getting does not include pink or yellow. What? Yeah. Hmm. So, I guess comicbook.com saw this story from Toku Nation, and they reached out to Bandai. And Bandai responded to comicbook.com, not Toku Nation. Yeah. This is what Bandai America said. Bandai America is and has been fully committed to bringing, in all caps, all Rangers to fans with our action figure lines. From the very first episode of Mighty Morphin, female rangers have been equal and important members of Power Ranger teams, and our product line will continue to reflect that. As with most brands, we continue to evaluate what characters and figures resonate with audiences and adjust the line based on fan demand and overall business objectives. Fans can rest assured that all female rangers will continue to be produced and included in Bandai's America action figure and legacy figure lines. And that is the most PR neutral statement you could ever make. Yep. Yeah. They didn't deny what Toku Nation was saying about decreasing the figures. They said that we'll just keep making them. Like, well, no kidding. (laughs) so it was pretty much just the most general pr damage control statement ever yeah well i mean there was damage to control you know (laughs) yeah of course but here's the thing it's like you see the evidence you see the case waves Mm -hmm. you see the press photos so they can put out the same all they want but that's what the proof that we're seeing so it either means that female figures are going to get more rare like maybe one to a case even though some they were already one to a case or they'll be in every other wave kind of what i'm imagining will happen and it is frustrating and i don't know what that's going to mean for trying to find them right right it's so hard to kind of imagine the difficulty increase i guess i don't know we're looking at Walgreens and Big Lots exclusives with these is what's going to happen. Please don't. <laughs> Please. <laughs> I am so glad I moved to a location that actually is near a Big Lots. Because <laughs> that's how I found my Ninja Steel Master Mold uh, Gold Ranger. Yeah. Ugh. And I found another thing at Meyer down the street, too. So if this is the new norm, I don't like it. <laughs> What was the ratio or the distribution of, say, like in-space yellow and in-space pink? How many of those were there for each of the dudes? Was it just a three-to-two ratio, or was it... I don't actually know these things. (laughs) I think, God, someone on Twitter actually broke it down. Because there's so many of those. It's one of those things where I'm I'm conflicted, because I'm like, yeah, I see all of those sitting there. And so it makes sense that you would decrease the number that you're producing, but then right. I worry that I'm going to see none of them. But something in my brain saying, well, that couldn't be possible because there's eight of them sitting at the store right now. So it's like, it's hard to wrap my head around. I don't know a whole lot about toy distribution and stuff. Sure. Yeah. I'm actually trying to find Chris's tweet because I think he did a case breakdown. MMPR red, the case breakdown was three red, two green, two white, two yellow, two pink, two black, and two blue. 
Okay, so, so fairly even. They had as many MMPR pink and yellow as they did nearly every other ranger, except for red and green, right? Right. And then the case for in space was they were all packed one to a case. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I'm not, yeah, I'm not really sure. It, it makes me think that like four or five person, well, it's hard too, because without MMPR, it's hard to predict even further what people are going to buy, right? Like MMPR, it doesn't surprise me in the slightest that green and red and white are going to have the highest numbers. But if we were to take that from three for those ones and then two to the other guys and then like one for pink and yellow mm-hmm. like it's just hard for me to conceptualize what that ends up looking like when i go from target to target to meyer to walmart and that's the thing one store one store may just buy one case and that's it yeah and that sucks yeah i think it's going to be challenging in the future but here's the thing with the uncertainty going on with toys r us we don't know yeah we don't know what's going to happen to this line yeah and maybe i'm a fool for believing bandai and saying oh yeah we're gonna release every ranger ever because (laughs) i want every ranger ever in one scale series oh my god yeah (laughs) if they're gonna dump the legacy line then do retro figures with every wave of the action figure line and give me like a proper solaris knight or (gasps) cat ranger Or, you know what I mean? Yeah. So that way we have all the teams in one scale. That's all I want. Well, that's the perfect stuff for what you've been talking about in a um, an online store for these sort of like yes. more specialty type items. And then if they keep it at the scale of like the five and a half inch figures, they could do like those Toys R Us type sets mm-hmm. where it's all five figures or six figures in one box you know, it's like 40 or 50 bucks. That's not bad. Yeah. Mm-mm. And then, you know, um, maybe we could get a whole team of regular Mega Force in the scale Whoa. or Samurai mm-hmm. because they were in that period where they shrunk them by an inch and, you know, the fandom freaked out. I freaked out as a collector because I was like, nothing's in scale anymore. <laughs> and I collected every figure from super mega force and that was a chore i collected every red ranger i collected every extra dude all of them (laughs) and that was a chore i had to have friends from other states find them for me i went to so many walgreens oh so many walgreens they did the same thing (laughs) i know (laughs) i know (laughs) it was crazy but at the end, man, did it feel good to complete that collection. Dude, no one knew I was even collecting these except people I knew in person. And I got so desperate for some of those that I would put out Facebook posts <laughs> to be like, I know this is ridiculous. Friends of mine that I don't, I haven't talked to since high school, but like, I'm looking for this. <laughs> Please help me. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. Uh... So all I know is that it's going to be a weird year next year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Because I have no idea what's going on with Toys R Us after the holidays. I'm hearing so many rumors that, you know, they just might close. And I'm like, God, I got to spend my points. <laughs> <laughs> so we, we'll see. We'll definitely stay on top of this. But I just want one consistent line of figures. Yep. Just figure out a way to do it. <laughs> Just figure it out. <laughs> I'm fine with the five and a half inch figures. Do more of those in the Super Mega Four style. Yeah. That's fine. Yeah, that'd be okay. I'm fine with that. <laughs> <laughs> 
All right. And finally, Megazord mode is now added to Power Rangers Legacy Wars with their new 1.50 update. The Zords that they have available are the Megazord, the Thunder Megazord, the Predazord from Wild Force, Mm -hmm. and a new design called Mega Goldar. Which is sweet. It looks amazing. He has all this like super cool red trim, and his armor's a little different, and it's awesome. Kevin, do you play this? I do. Okay, I love it. I'm 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 the only one. <laughs> <laughs> is it cool? I don't understand since I don't play it. Like, what is Megazord mode? Is it like a different game? <laughs> it's a different battle system. It's basically just battling, but with Megazords. Okay, yeah. and it's not a constant thing. They they're making it like a timed weekly timed events or daily timed events. Oh, I haven't actually played it yet. I have. Oh, is it cool? It's pretty cool right now. Everything's just the dino megazord, of course, because that's all anybody has, <laughs> but <laughs> it's alliance base is what it is. So if you're part of an alliance, yes. everybody's battles go towards like a pool of points and so if the whole alliance reaches the points, you can unlock more of the morph boxes. Mm, there yeah. are alliances in this game? Why haven't yes. I been playing it? The <laughs> <laughs> magic word right there. Alliance, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, it, it's pretty cool so far because, I mean, you get the full, it's a full city state that you're battling in. Oh. And yeah. And in the training, you can actually fight like Goldar and different ones. But if when you win, whoever, you're, you're, uh, whoever your opponent is actually explodes. Oh. Just like on the show. So it's pretty That's awesome. awesome. <laughs> but then the Megazords also get little power-ups. Like you can have a force field mm. or a final attack. And all that kind of stuff that you add going into the battle to give you a little bit of an advantage. Nice. It's really cool. I'm really digging it. But like, and after every single battle that you win, you get a morph box that you, you get to open immediately. That's oh. like Megazord power-ups. Oh, I like that. Yeah. That sounds cool. Yeah, it's, it's like extra points on the force field or whatever, you know, just to kind of beef mm-hmm. everything up a little bit. And then... You can collect uh, the Zord shards in some of the boxes, which is how you power up the Megazord even further. But like the Goldar shards are weird because it's like the helmet and a gauntlet and a chest plate and a sword. <laughs> so here's how they're broken down. So to get to unlock a Megazord, uh-huh. you have to collect shards of all the individual Zord pieces. Oh, So it's really cool because the Megazord is made up of the five Zords. The yeah. Thunder Megazord. And, and you see it, like, those are the elements. But for Goldar, since he's not made up of Zords, it's armor pieces that form yeah. his body. Yeah. It's very cool. Something I notice, and I don't know if this is across the board, but if you go uh, in the game, if you go under your team and the rosters, and mm-hmm. you look at all the different the info, I think it is. Hold on. I'm checking this. Because, of course, I'm going to be wrong now. I'm booting it up now. <laughs> I just downloaded it. I was afraid to open it in case it made noise. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, all the Megazords are, like, Megazord size in the little hangar or whatever. Oh, I know. I know what your timeout. Goldar's, like, tiny. <laughs> He's tiny. Oh, the Megazord hangar set 
is awesome. It is. It's really cool. It's the coolest thing I've seen. But that was the first thing I noticed when I went into preview mode. I'm like, wait, Goldar is just tiny. Yeah. <laughs> Can you guys hear that? There's like a drum line outside of my apartment. What in the world? I cannot hear that. Okay, good. Then I won't mention it again. <laughs> it just got really loud. <laughs> Sorry. <That's... laughs> like on the field out there? I don't know. They, I, I swear, like a parade just walked by. I can't believe you didn't hear that. It was like really loud. <laughs> no, I didn't hear that at all. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh my God. My alliance unlocked a sh- ton of things. Oh, mine did too, it looks like. Oh, nice. snap. Nice. As we pause the podcast to play this game. <laughs> no joke. <laughs> oh my god, this is cool. I'm unlocking Goldar's chest plate. I, I, I just got the helmet. It looks like not far from the chest plate. <laughs> it's pretty awesome. No, this is great. Oh, and it looks like there's challenges for your alliance too. Yeah. I didn't even do anything and I'm earning stuff. This is great. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh my god! Oh, I'm st- wow! I'm j- I'm still earning stuff. Like it just <laughs> popped up for me. Okay, after this, I'm gonna have to deep dive into this game. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. So yeah, download Power Rangers Legacy Wars Megazord mode. Yeah, it's pretty sweet. All I have to say is, you guys better add the Delta Squad Megazord <laughs> or this the Mystic Force oh. Megazord. And if they do that, I will play this every day. The, de- <laughs> <laughs> the detail on the Zords, though, is amazing. It's really good. Yeah. I can't wait to actually battle with that. That's going to be awesome. Yeah, it's great. One other thing that they do in, in the Megazord battles is in your normal battles, if you get hit with a breaker or something like that and you, you, you can't move or do anything. But in the Megazord battles, they actually like X out all your attack options. To where you actually mm-hmm. see when you can attack again instead of just sitting there trying to hit it, you know? Oh, snap. There's an event right now. Yeah, for a week at a time, I think. So it's like six days left on it. So in that amount of time, people are going to be racking up some, some stuff, I think. Wait, ho- hold on. I, I, I got to play this for one second. <laughs> <laughs> I love this, like, loading screen with the entire yep. cast. Yeah. My gosh, I'm just staring. It's beautiful. There's a high-res version of it available somewhere. I think it's on their site, on their uh, wallpaper. This yeah. is a section. Gorgeous. I didn't even realize all these people were in it. Guys, I'm so behind. <laughs> <laughs> oh I don't gosh. think it's actually going to let me play. Why can't I assign another thing? Oh, here we go. Yeah. It was oh, a little tricky field. at first. Yeah. Okay, now I can battle. Sorry, I, I just got to see what this is about. No, you're good. What is Movie Billy doing in this picture? Oh my god, this is the freaking coolest thing ever. (laughs) Oh, what? (laughs) Holy crap! (laughs) Don't you dare edit this out. (laughs) Wait, force field, force field! How do I use that? What is going on? I don't want to explode. You have to attack to power it up. Oh! Force field, force field! <laughs> that did nothing! You, you, you have to attack to power it up, Eric. I, I'm trying! <laughs> Everything's going slowly. I'm getting my butt kicked. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. <laughs> oh! Oh, my dude is sparking. 
<laughs> yeah, take that. Oh, I just did an uppercut. Whoa. Oh, God! <laughs> oh, he's doing his finisher. Oh, I'm dead. <laughs> oh, my... oh, he exploded! That's crazy! But you're still going to get a morph box. I just did. <laughs> Ooh, I got a multiplier. Oh, okay. <gasps> the Mastodon. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I got a wild for uh, the, the, the wolf or whatever that Zord is. <laughs> I love just listening to this and having no idea what you're looking at. <laughs> wow. No, that's cool. It's awesome because whoever wins... They look at the camera just like in the show while the enemy explodes yeah. in the background. Yeah. That is awesome. <laughs> That's so cool. Yeah. Oh. Uh, <laughs> all right. Well, <laughs> that was my live play of Megazord mode. You're welcome. <laughs> all right. Well, let's get into our main topic where we review. Power Rangers Ninja Steel, episodes 12 through 14. Yeah. I watched these all last night after <laughs> recording the Starfleet Escape podcast. I really watched them all today. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, because I have not been a good Ranger fan and keeping up with the show. So I was like, oh, I'm, I should probably watch these before I review them. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> I have seen none of them. <laughs> oh, good. Okay, so well, spoiler alert, Kevin. Oh, well, you know. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay, because last time Zach and AP were on, and they didn't. Yeah. <laughs> they didn't watch it. It was like a me and Doug discussion, so it, it's fine. <laughs> so first is episode 12, Family Fusion, which features the final appearance of Khan and Aiden Romero's robot imposter revealing Levi Weston's true identity, is also the first appearance of the Ninja Fusion Star and the Ninja Fusion Zord. So the Rangers are at high school. There's going to be a talent show that's going on where the brother tandem of Brody and Aiden will enter to perform a duet of the Romero family song. Preston's going to enter as a magician, and Victor and Monty will enter as a matador duo, because of course they will. <laughs> uh, jealous of Preston's magic act, Victor and Monty steal his magical hat because Preston did not lose his locker fully. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but they they find themselves sucked inside his magic hat. Within, they are chased down by a gigantic rabbit it's true <laughs> <laughs> so ripcon starts attacking the city and the rangers head off to save the day mick keeps levi back because the ninja nexus prism needs his gold energy for a new power star which is the ninja fusion star they're able to successfully fuse the ninja star and Levi takes it into battle by throwing it to Brody. But I have to say, I'm going to tramp back a little bit. I think the whole fight 
with uh, Ripcon and Brody is awesome. Yes, I agree with that. I remember watching the Sentai of this episode, and that was a good fight in the Sentai. So it's a good fight in Power Rangers because they're using that footage. (laughs) It's cool because at one part, Brody loses his sword. Ripcon flings it out. And so Preston throws him his sword so he's using Preston's sword and then he grabs his other sword and now he's doing like a dual attack thing it was awesome which was awesome and then Levi super throws the ninja star because Power Rangers (laughs) Brody is able to use the power of the fusion star and he's able to control all of the Rangers ninja swords dude this sequence is so cool. It was sweet. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of forgot how awesome it was, even though I remember tweeting about how awesome it was, and I was, like, hype all over again. <laughs> yeah, he was doing slashes with the red and the blue sword, while the other swords, like, rained down on Ripcon <laughs> and then formed a force field around him. Mm-hmm. And then he was fighting around Ripcon and he was picking up the swords that were stuck in the ground and using them all at once. Yeah. (laughs) And he combined them into basically like a super sword and slashed right through Ripcon. Yeah. It was awesome. So cool. So when Levi returns to the base, or well, first off, after, you know, Levi, he threw the star, he's outside the base. Aiden quote-unquote, <laughs> breaks into the base. He followed Levi and was able to find out their secret entrance. He shoots Mick and Redbot with, like, a stunner laser gun. And then he attempts to run off with the remaining ninja steel. But when Levi enters the base, he's shocked to see Aiden doing this thing. So then they street fight in the <laughs> junkyard. <laughs> And it's crazy. So Aiden's got his laser gun that's from Galvanac. And Levi's using all this junk in the junkyard to deflect it. And one of the deflected beams shoots Aiden right in the chest. He goes flying backwards. And his chest is full-on Operation Overdrive style. And he's got all this robotic (laughs) stuff in him. And he's like, I am a robot. Must destroy the Power Rangers. <laughs> yeah, it ruined his vocal cords, clearly. <laughs> yeah, he was like, I am the ultimate weapon. <laughs> and so Aiden's like beating him down. And Levi's like holding up this like car bumper, I guess, shielding the attack. All the Rangers come back to the base and they see what's going on. They see his chest. Brody's just in shock. The look on his face was... I know it was totally overacted, but it was like a look of like sheer terror. It's such a weird scene because you see him just like, (gasps) and then the other four Rangers without hesitation are just like, pew, 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 pew. They blast the hell out of them. Standing there watching. It's a really weird scene because I noticed that too. There was literally no hesitation with the other four Rangers. They've been waiting to shoot Aiden. Like they're over it. Remember that time he was a jerk in the junkyard? (laughs) Screw that guy! (laughs) But when they blast him and destroy him, because they're Levi and Aiden are locked in this defensive stance, because there's that connection there, 
when Aiden is destroyed, there's this weird effect where it looks like everything's being transferred back to Levi, all of the stolen memories and all that stuff. Yeah, there's like this weird green effect that just kind of like attaches their brains to each other through the weird <laughs> junk that they're fighting with. Yeah. <laughs> because Power Rangers. <laughs> yeah. Back on Galvanax's ship, Galvanax is totally pissed off that Robot Aiden plot has failed. And he blames it all on Ripcon. And this is Madame Odious behind the scenes saying, oh yeah, Ripcon, what the heck are you doing? Oh, I have to say, in the beginning of this episode, just to really backtrack, it opens with Ripcon entering this empty warehouse. And Robot Ann's like, yeah, let's destroy the Power Rangers. And he's like, how do I know I can trust you? And he's like, because I want to kill them all. And it's like, the, the glowy red eyes... And then Ripcon's just like, oh, yeah, sure. Okay, let's do that. Yeah. Like, instantly. There was no hesitation. We could have done without that whole scene, right? Like, it didn't yeah. matter? <laughs> <laughs> because he instantly trusted this weird Aiden yeah. robot. Like, instantly. So weird. So he teleports away, and I thought the whole thing with, like, Aiden, and there's, in the beginning of the episode, they're practicing the song with the guitars, and... Mm-hmm. They're all like, oh no, we gotta save the city, and but we have to go to the base, but stay here. And there's all these ominous shots of Aiden, like, bleh, looking like all evil and stuff. And it did not work for me. <laughs> I agree with you. The Aiden thing, it's fine in, in concept, but they've just done this better in other series. Like, they've done, right. Power Rangers has done this thing better before, <laughs> you know? Yeah. And I feel like this was literally only a couple episodes, and then yeah. he's he's gone. Yeah, and knowing that they have to do these two separate seasons, right. this could have lasted the entire first season, for the most part. Yeah, this could have been a, a much mm-hmm. bigger build-up. Yeah. And done more subtly, I guess. <laughs> well, yeah, it could have been more subtle, and I mean, I guess we'll probably get to it, but it could have yeah. been more subtle, and it could have lasted a long time, which I think would have served it well, because... When you first meet Aiden, you're like, wait, re- like, you're his brother? Really? <laughs> and then there's this sort of confusion, especially when Levi shows up. You're like, wait, are you? Did you cast this right? You know? But then they keep telling you, no, yeah, this is his brother. Yeah, they yeah. don't look anything alike. Aiden, you're not tan enough. <laughs> <laughs> Romero is not what I would expect. Yeah. But if they had kept it going for a long time, they could have probably convinced me eventually that it's just like, Oh, I guess. Yeah. Sure. So Galvanax blames Ripcon, and Ripcon is sent to destroy the Rangers by being forcibly gigantified. Mm-hmm. So the Rangers use their Megazords to take on Ripcon, and they use the Ninja Fusion Star to form the brand new Ninja Fusion Megazord, and bye-bye Ripcon, because he's gone. But it was a cool Megazord sequence because there was also two Skull Gators. And when they were destroyed, they formed this like weird, cool-looking bone sword that Ripcon yeah. used. And that was pretty epic. I did like that. That was good. So, yay, Ripcon's no longer a thing anymore. And I even <laughs> liked when he was destroyed. He was like, I guess you finally beat me, Rat Bait. Uh. So I, <laughs> I thought it was cool that he, until the end, was... I hate Brody. Yeah. Yeah, but I'm glad he's gone. He was just really super one-note villain. Yeah, that's true. So, back at school, the talent show has begun, and Preston's magic act is interrupted as he pulls Victor, Monty, and the rabbit out of the hat, but Victor and Monty run away in fear of rabbits. 
It's <laughs> Brody's turn to perform, and he's upset over the entire situation of his brother being an evil robot. He performs alone, playing guitar while singing the Romero family song. And this whole scene was heartbreaking. Yeah, it was pretty sad. It was sad, you know, the acting, whatever. But I thought, oh, wow, they're they're going pretty deep. Because he basically tells the whole school, like, well, eventually I'll find my brother. and Until then, I'll play it alone. Yeah, and I was like, man, here's the emo. <laughs> Can you imagine being in that audience? Like, what do you do? You're like, oh, okay. <laughs> Yay, uh, I guess. <laughs> So Levi's in the audience with the other Rangers and he starts getting dizzy. He leaves into the hallway and then there's this sudden rush of memories. There's all these flashbacks to the childhood and he realizes that he is Aiden and he was kidnapped by Madame Odious and had his memory stolen and transferred into a robot. I actually really liked the scene of him in the hallway. Yeah. Struggling with these weird flashes. Because they would like flash to something and they'd show him stumbling and they'd flash to something. Like, I don't know what was what it was, but I thought it was really cool. And I remember the first time watching it, I thought they were going to end with that. Like, I genuinely thought they were just going to be like, all right, let's go to Emotion Town and have Rody <laughs> singing this sad song while Levi is having horrible PTSD flashbacks. <laughs> and I was like, dang. I agree with you. That scene was awesome. Yeah, it was like a good juxtaposition. They were doing these great turning camera angles where you felt like you were crazy with him. Like, oh my God, <laughs> I'm I'm as frustrated as you are of what's going on. And and there was some real like real cool upshots. Like he was looking down at the camera because he was yeah. looking at the floor in pain. And they did this weird effect with his eyes and that green stuff, and it just looked really good. It was very well done. And I think Jordy did a great job acting that because it looked like he was yeah. in real pain. And it wasn't like fake ranger pain. It looked it looked pretty good. <laughs> like I think he did yeah. a great job. It felt like almost like some of those Disney era type weird camera stuff, but uh, but I liked it. It was sort of nostalgic. It was like very middle not old school Saban stuff, but like sort of middle school Disney era stuff. Yeah. Oh, remember when Mr. Force Nick went That's all exactly evil? exactly what I was thinking Yeah! <laughs> like, they went all crazy. Oh, or that one time in Mr. Force where Vita was turned into a vampire and they did all those, like, crazy yep. camera angles. It did yeah. remind me of that. just found the Mystic Force people and said, can you do a scene for us? <laughs> can we just keep Mystic Force people on this show? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Please. <laughs> so Brody's still singing his sad song, but Levi walks on stage and you hear the audience gasp because it's, oh, it's Levi Weston. <laughs> but Levi is singing the song. They realize that they both know the Romero song. They hug, now knowing that they are brothers, and it was a pretty touching scene. I thought the hug was nice and that they realized that they were brothers. It was very well done. So you could have ended the show right there. Yes. But one step further, <laughs> because the Rangers are making s'mores at a campfire. And Levi spills the beans. He talks about running away as a kid to get away from Galvanax. He uses his father's music to become Levi Weston. And that was a stage name he created to protect himself from being found. And then all that stuff. The Ninja Nexus Prism found him. He pulled out the gold star. 
Blah, blah, memories robot, and now he's here. Then they sing the Romero family song. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> the song wasn't great. It was a Power Rangers song yeah. or whatever. Now, doesn't the end of this episode feel like it would have been the beginning of the next episode in a better season of Power Rangers? Yes. <laughs> it feels like something that was written to be at the beginning of an episode... And it was tacked on to the end. So, it was a bummer. <laughs> or, this would have been a good way to end the season. Oh, they're family Yeah. Now. You know? Like a real closure moment. And maybe that's what could have happened if they extended this robot plot for maybe four more episodes. Yeah, true. It does make me wonder, like, what else they're going to try to fit in because they didn't expand this. But, I don't know. This would have been a fine arc. Yeah. A couple errors. The Dino Charge theme song plays in the background of the Ninja Fusion Zord combination scene. <laughs> Is it an error if it's just becoming a tradition at this point? <laughs> <laughs> right. And the other ones really don't matter. Um, so <laughs> I find these on Ranger Wiki, these little notes, and I'm like, yeah, super nitpicky, but who cares? <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so, for you, the listeners of Ranger Command Power Hour, Audible is offering a free audiobook download with a free 30-day trial to check out their service. To download your free audiobook today, go to audibletrial.com slash rangercommandph. Again, that's audibletrial.com slash rangercommandph for your free audiobook. Recently, I just downloaded, today actually, I downloaded the new Star Trek Discovery novel, uh, Desperate Ooh. Hours. And that nice. comes with a free uh, audiobook thing. So use the free code and experience <laughs> all that you can have with Audible. <laughs> so we move on to episode 13, Ace and the Race. Calvin finds himself increasingly distracted from his friends and Power Ranger duties when he spends all of his time trying to impress his local hero. That's the description, but it wasn't all of his time. It was just one time. <laughs> I will say I'm not a big fan of this episode. Oh, okay. I'm a fan of certain elements of the episode. Yeah. But not all of them. Yeah, this is one of those episodes that I don't mind filler episodes because they have stuff I like. This is like totally just a standalone story for the most part. You know what this reminds me of? This feels like an exact repeat of the Dino Charge episode when they were in a race and then Riley got all I crazy. I was thinking about that. I was like, what, what is with them in running races? It's weird. I mean, it's fine. They're different enough that different things happen. Yeah. But they're also kind of similar enough that you get weird deja vu. Yeah. At the beginning of this episode, because they're having this fun Athlon baton race. <laughs> Sorry, oh my god. Such a stupid name. <laughs> I like the idea. The name's just terrible. <laughs> and then we have a return of our favorite fake mustache mayor of Summer Cove. Mm, yes. Yes. <laughs> the mustache was improved slightly, but yes. very slightly. <laughs> Well, it's easy when you can take the old one off and put on the new model. You know? <laughs> That's not how mustaches work. <laughs> what? <laughs> and then he makes this big deal of local fish. Don't forget to say hi to Bubbles. <laughs> who I guess is the goldfish mascot of the lake they were racing around. It's weird. <laughs> so, <laughs> the Rangers separate into teams... Preston and the girls on Team 1, Calvin and the Romero brothers on Team 2. Oh, 
we forgot to talk about the last part of that last scene, Doug, when they say they actually acknowledge that there will be so many questions that they just decide to keep calling him Levi instead of Aiden. Yeah, yeah, they do. They basically just say, like, how are we going to explain that you're actually Aiden? And they're like, well, maybe we just shouldn't. (laughs) Yeah! Okay. (laughs) (laughs) And it felt so weird to me. Like, I'm glad that they acknowledge that. But at the same time, the conversation was just so short and like, okay, we're all agreed on this. All right, cool. Yep, Levi it is. Yeah, it was strange. Anywho, (laughs) Victor, of course, is running the race solo because he thinks he's too good to need partners. Obviously. (laughs) Even though he has a partner in Monty. (laughs) I'm like, why isn't Monty running with him? I know Monty's not the most athletic, but he was basically saying, well, I'm going to get all three trophies or whatever. And it's like, okay, dude. Mm. So... Calvin actually becomes distracted before the race when he sees one of his local heroes, Ace, who's straight out of uh, a 1950s musical, uh, (laughs) (laughs) who apparently owns one of the most impressive cars in town. Ace's car is having trouble, so Calvin offers to bring it back to the garage to take a look. And by taking a look, he pushes it. Yeah, Calvin. Yeah, come on, Calvin. (laughs) Oh, I like Calvin. He's just... He's too nice. <laughs> He's really too nice. <laughs> oh, one po- okay, right before he starts pushing this car, yeah. one of my favorite things, I-, I might have already mentioned this, I don't know, but one of my favorite things between Calvin and Haley happens, yes. where Calvin gets like suddenly starstruck by Ace in his car, and he starts like he he gets distracted and starts talking, and Haley behind him, yes, like just says everything Calvin's about to say, like she's heard it a thousand times. And I think it's the funniest thing ever. <laughs> it's like Calvin's girlfriend kind of making fun of him for having this crush on Ace. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, and it's totally <laughs> relatable. She was oh, yeah. making fun of him. It was perfect. And I love <laughs> that Power Rangers is doing like actual stuff that couples would do. You know? <laughs> yeah. It's funny. Yeah. It's so that's like the natural humor that I like to see in Power Rangers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's so many things in this episode I do like that it's like it's the parts and not the sum, unfortunately. Yes. Like I like the parts and I just am like the sum is fine. Yeah. Meanwhile, Galvanex sends down a shoe spiker <laughs> who's basically Arnold Schwarzenegger. Like, come yeah, on. Kevin, that is exactly <laughs> what he sounds like. Oh like, my god. I'm shoe spike and I'm gonna destroy the Rangers by running and ah, uh, you're a loser. Uh, I mean, that's exactly what he was. <laughs> Eric, did you voice Shoe Spike? I didn't know. Uh, I did. I actually flew to New Zealand. I, I voiced oh, him. It was awesome. It's amazing. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so he's able to disguise himself as a human. And it was something like, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm Billy Shoe Spike. And it's like, but you can call me Shoe Spike. <laughs> I liked this actor. I thought he was funny, but it's so ridiculous. Like, you could call me Juice Bag. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm Juice Bag, yeah. He was a super lanky actor, too. Yeah. They really got someone who looked like a runner, which I thought was good. Yeah. His facial expressions, his acting was just over the top in human form. It was great. Yeah. Whenever he wins a race, any of the losers turn into trophies, like living trophies. 
the effect was creepy. It's creepy. <laughs> <laughs> they basically took a regular statue and superimposed someone's like morphed face onto it. It was weird. It looked really weird mm. and it made me uncomfortable. <laughs> <laughs> so Calvin left to hang out with Ace. Brody and Levi need to fill the void in their team and enter Billy Bob Shoespike or whatever his name was. <laughs> totally <laughs> non-suspicious uh, Shoespike. Yeah, and he's like, oh, guys, I even have my own baton. <laughs> and it's like the most craziest looking baton in the history of batons. Yeah, definitely not weird. He's like, oh, yeah, uh, everyone touch the baton. And, you know, they they do it in like a like go team type of thing. But when Brody and Levi touch it, now they're brainwashed and they get super competitive. <laughs> Brody and Levi sabotage their fellow friends during the race. They push Preston into some bushes. And once they win, it turns everyone into a trophy, including Preston, Haley, Sarah, and Victor. Victor's trophy is picked up by a dog and eventually thrown into a fish tank because, of course, uh, Monty of has no idea. <laughs> he can't find his friend. He's going nuts. Back at the garage, Calvin begins to realize that Ace is a poser who knows nothing poser. about cars. <laughs> Loser, poser. Ace simply used Calvin to get his car fixed. Angry at himself, Calvin calls Ace a joker, who rolls out not waiting for the oil to, to finish being changed, so the car's engine explodes, and, and good rinse, because Ace was a jerk. Ace was a huge jerk. It's a mick talk. Calvin realizes that he's no better than Ace to his own friends, because he abandoned them during the race. But it's also good, because he finds them in the woods, and... He talks to the weird trophy, Preston, Sarah, and Haley, and it's it looks so weird. I, I can't get over that effect. It looks very strange. I did not know you were so, like, horrified by this. I was. It was like the Uncanny Valley was just not there for me. It was weird. I don't know what it was. It was just super uncomfortable. But he finds Brody and Levi and Shoe Spike in the forest, and then... They, the Rangers make a deal. If the three of them can beat Shoe Spike in a race with their legs tied together, the trophy spell will be reversed. Calvin manages to talk to Brody and Levi to win the race, despite Shoe Spike cheating because he had two dummies, Basherbot dummies, as his partners. It was hilarious. It was some good <laughs> uh, Ranger action with the whole three-legged race thing. At one point... Because, you know, they're racing towards the end of the finish line. And, of course, yeah. Galvanax is watching on his monitors. Did you notice the parody Olympic music? Yeah, they go kind of, like, over the top with the last stretch, yeah. <laughs> that classic music. Dun, 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 dun. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> dun, 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 dun. <laughs> I recognized it immediately. I thought that little bit of detail was hilarious. Yeah, you know, the more I think about this episode... The more I like it. It's kind of stupid, but I like it. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you what my problem was with with it later in the episode. I, and it's not just the trophies. That's a very yeah. small thing. No, there's a huge problem with it. Yeah. But like, just there's so many things that I like about it. It's like, it's weird. It's a it's mixed so bag. My favorite line in this episode actually comes from Galvanax because he calls Shoe Spike a cycloptic pink cauliflower. <laughs> And that was hilarious because that's exactly what he looks like. 
Yeah. Yep. It's so hilarious because he did have one eye, like the mm-hmm. the little dome eye thing. He was super pink and weird looking, and he looked like a cauliflower. It was yeah. it was hilarious. I think sometimes the villains have really good quips, and this was one of Galvin X's finest, I think. Yeah, it was good. I liked Shoe Spike because of the bad Arnold Schwarzenegger impression. <laughs> Oh, yeah, good stretch. (laughs) And then there's a part where he's like, I don't know if it's during the race or or whatever, but he says, looks like I'm making some gains when he grows gigantic. (laughs) And I I lost it. I lost it. Uh, Yeah, that's hilarious. Yeah, I I just made some gains. (laughs) God, he was such a a bro about it. Shoe Spike is going to need to appear in some sort of skit just so you can keep doing this impression because it's so good. I am Shoe Spike, a loser. (laughs) (laughs) So entertained by that. (laughs) Levi and Brody defeat him with the finishing blow. Everyone's turned back to normal except Victor, who is still in the fish tank the galaxy warrior audience loves the battle shoe spike is gigantified brody and levi actually use the robo rider zord and robo red zord and i love individual zord fights like that was really cool yeah i like that they did that because shoe spike is a fast villain so they needed more nimble zords and i really like that Mm -hmm. Shoe Spike is way too fast, and I thought this was a good use also of the Zords. Calvin uses the Nitro Zord and throws all those uh, Caltrops to break his feet, essentially. He's stepping on spiky things. (laughs) They summon the new Ninja Fusion Zord, and they end him uh, back at the race. Calvin apologizes to his friends for abandoning them. The episode ends as the team laughs at Victor, who returns to normal, but he's covered in seaweed from fish tank. And haha, oh my god. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> One error, which was actually in the credits, Akihiro Yuji Naguchi was incorrectly credited as the second unit director, second unit director. <laughs> Can't believe anyone even noticed that. That's so funny. Yeah. And then... With an average rating of 0.94 million, this episode is the lowest rated of the series on Nickelodeon. (laughs) Awkward. Mm. Super awkward. Now, my biggest problem with this episode was the 1950s ace dude. Oh, yeah? This isn't Grease, okay? I don't know anyone who acts like that. Him and his posse literally looked like they stepped off Greece. And I just feel that they could have used something else to distract Calvin. Yeah, I so I I know exactly what you're saying because Chris on Twitter kind of explained the same thing to me as far as like what he didn't like about this one. He thought that Calvin's distraction, and I, I, I apologize, Chris, if I get this wrong, but he felt like Calvin's distraction and what he was learning was too disconnected from the stuff that was happening to make much sense. And so I get what he's saying. Like, there's kind of two small lessons when there could have been one big lesson. Yes. I think I'm just a sucker because it's all car stuff. And I love that Calvin is such a grease monkey. (laughs) I love that he's so hands-on with cars and stuff. So the only reason I was able to kind of, like, get over it was, like, a a personal appeal. So I totally get what you're saying, though. It's like, it... 
watching it a second time, it is weird that he gets pulled so far away right. from everything that's happening, and then it doesn't connect with how he actually defeats the monster. You know what I mean? Yes, yes. And that, I think, was my biggest problem as well. I think my biggest thing was just the delivery of it. It's like, no kid under 10 is going to get this guy, the Ace. How he looks, how he acts. I felt like Ace could have been like a 40-year-old dad or something, you know? And just... Yeah. I don't know. It's just, it, it felt very weird. And the fact that we never saw Ace before, but it seemed like Calvin has helped him previously in the past. Yeah. And at least they, they knew him. And I felt it would have been more impactful if they introduced Ace as a side character in the high school, like during shop class or sure. something to make that connection. So when Calvin tells him off, calling him a joker and, and all that stuff, I feel it would have been more earned. We would have felt more. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I see that. I just want them to connect things more or build things yeah. up a little more than what they're doing. It's tough because we're like, if you think back to, it's weird to cite some of the Mighty Power Rangers stuff as like really well put together because so much of it's not. But there is some of it that's really well put together in that they have these sort of recurring characters. Mm-hmm. And I think one thing that's interesting about this episode in particular is I do actually, and I have no idea how other people will react to me saying this, I do think this episode is somewhat like a very old school episode in the the environment that sets up the story mm-hmm. um the fact that a lot of what's happening with the other rangers has nothing to do with being a power ranger there's this character that's part of their school and whatnot but the problem is because it feels like an old episode you want it to do what the old episode does correctly right and what that would have been like you said is have ace in class have ace be here or there or this person that um god i almost just said nico that calvin is talking about because we see that Haley has heard this a thousand times right but we haven't as an audience right so what in a cool thing to have some more regular extras that just sort of are mm-hmm. in class next to sitting next to calvin or that calvin talks to yeah or stuff like that just to set this up and, and it would be so easy for them to do but i feel like if they extended the robot plot you could also extend some of these side stories which would give it a little more breathing room and it would feel like a bigger payoff I just feel Ace yeah. could have been a little bit more contemporary because not all guys who are into cars at like a 1950s stereotype. <laughs> yeah, it's almost like this episode tried to spoof too much, right? Like, I get why they did what they did with him being this sort of like grease spoof. Sure. Because the vibe of the episode seemed to just spoof and spoof and spoof and spoof. And maybe they just tried to spoof too much in one 20 minute, you know, span. Yeah, because I've already got. Uh, uh, I've already got the uh, <laughs> shoe spike. <laughs> that's already huge parody right there and you know the the, we're gonna pump you up you know that kind of a thing yeah that's the whole vibe i got from that and there's so much wackiness happening right we didn't even talk about the romero brothers i thought brody and levi were hilarious they were so funny they were like the three gosh i'm in ninja steel mode so i'm not thinking of old parent they were like tyler in the dino charge running episode like they were so funny under that spell yes so there's almost like too much happening where the grease spoof doesn't live up to the things happening around it think of all that could have been more focused if they toned down the grease thing you know? Yeah. No, I got you. Yeah. And then we come to the last episode we're reviewing, The Royal Rival. Doug, we had a conversation after this episode premiered. I didn't see it, 
But I was asking you, I was like, is this like a really cool episode? Because I was, when all the like Princess Vieira stuff came out, like I saw pictures and yeah. I'm like, oh wow, okay, they're tying the whole Lion Galaxy thing and, and the armor and that looks really interesting. They're going to be <laughs> expanding the Ninja Steel universe and oh wow, they, you know, yeah. they're going to bring more space elements into this. This is cool. And you're like, what, eh. what did I say? <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> I wasn't sure. I couldn't remember like how I responded because I, when I've seen something people haven't, I'm hesitant to like tr- color their <laughs> perception. So I have no idea what I told you. <laughs> I forgot what you told me, but it was basically something along the lines of, eh, "Just watch the episode, but don't give your hopes up." <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, "Oh, <laughs> did I prepare you correctly?" Oh, you did because this was a okay, this was a train wreck. Oh. This this might be sadly this might be one of my least favorite episodes of Ninja Steel because it's it's and we'll get into what's actually <laughs> yeah. happening but there is so much that it could be doing that it just doesn't. Now do. you thought the last episode had mixed messages. This episode Ooh. had many mixed messages. <laughs> okay, so first. Oh, first, I gotta say, the name Drillion, like Drill Lion, Lion Galaxy. Yeah. Very well done. I like that. Yeah, just like any of these episodes, there's like little cool things that just get lost in the wacky weirdness. That's a cool thing. The design of the monster was actually a monkey. In Ninja, it's a monkey. Oh, that makes sense. Because it's a parody off Grease Monkey, because he has a monkey wrench in his mouth. That's so funny, because I just called Galvin a Grease Monkey. That's funny. The face kind of looks like a lion, so I, I could forgive it. Yeah, I didn't think much about it. Anyways, the Rangers are presenting their business projects in class. Speaking of Calvin and Haley, there was a very subtle moment, and it's a blink if you miss it, but they're all cuddling in class, and the teacher's mm-hmm. right behind them and kind of breaks them up a little bit. Like, no, 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 don't get too comfortable, you two. Yeah, so many good little things with those two. Yeah, so that's very well done. But Sarah has created a device that can turn any food into a delicious cookie. Victor (laughs) doubts its capability and tests it with Monty's disgusting lunch. There was sardines, broccoli, and a liver sandwich. (laughs) <laughs> they put all of this into the machine. Oh, it's gross. Uh, uh, what? What? <laughs> yeah, so, okay, this, just in what we've talked about, what I love is that they're in a business class pitching, like, entrepreneurial ideas. I also love that Sarah is, once again, this kind of wacky inventor. But, yeah, it's so weird. Her invention, which, hey, I mean, I wouldn't mind uh, this invention. Her invention is... Making healthy cookies out of literally anything. <laughs> so goofy. So, you know, Victor being Victor, he wants to prove her wrong. And he pulls all that crap out of Monty's lunch that his mom created for him. Monty eats the cookie and he's like, oh, this is good. This is really good. And Victor takes a bite and even he's convinced. So it's crazy. Success. Yay. On Galvanax's spaceship... The royal princess Viera has arrived from the Lion Galaxy to destroy the Power Rangers for some reason. She heads to Earth with her royal guard, Drillion, 
I had no idea that she would be an enemy at first. Because until we got the preview clip, because the preview clip was like her going, ha ha ha, destroy the Power Rangers. And I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And until that preview clip, I was like, all right, you know, she's going to be the good guy, whatever. We did have a hint of this very early on in the series when Mick saw the Fire Zord vision. And he was like, mm-hmm. oh no coming from the lion galaxy oh no and now we get this payoff but it was mentioned so long ago that you could almost have forgotten it i did yeah (laughs) (laughs) so back on earth there's like a day that everyone's testing out their entrepreneurial endeavors and i guess the park's marketplace it's weird for a class, but I'll go with it. <laughs> Sarah is now selling her cookies using her new machine. Uh, she's got everyone in line chopping vegetables and all the healthy stuff to make these cookies. And there's like a line down the block for her cookies, uh, which is great. But competing with her, Victor has opened a stand to sell fresh milk straight from a cow. I hate this. Hate this so much, and I know you hate it because you hate milk, Doug. <laughs> I hate milk so much, and this scene is so gross. Ugh. His stand is ruined when the cow squirts him in the face, and he falls with the, the most disgusting fake milk I've ever seen in my life. It looked like something Ugh. else. We're not going to get into. <laughs> Ugh. So gross. it was bad, and. I hated that these are supposedly high school seniors and they don't know where the f- <laughs> milk comes from a cow. I'm sorry to swear. And, and I will bleep that out. But Can you like put a moo sound over that instead? <laughs> I will do that. <laughs> so I am, I am probably, I, I think I said this last time, because I'm like the only person that talks about liking Victor and Monty even a little bit, I think I might accidentally be like their number one fan. I totally agree with you. I hated this entire scene of them being like, where does the milk come from? Like, stop, stop it. Stop it. Like Chris and Caleb, you guys know that I love you. Ninja steel. I defend you, but stop. (laughs) That that was terrible. It was so bad. Which undermines Monty because we've seen Monty like create inventions Almost on a Sarah base level, even though they are screwed up. So we know he's smart. So for him to like look up where milk comes from on his phone, I was like, are you serious? You just set back this character Uh and he's already back in my eyes. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yep. Yep. I hated this whole scene. It was, (laughs) it was terrible. And you're right. The milk effect was like the grossest thing ever. Just use milk. <laughs> so gross. Unless the actor is lactose intolerant, there's yeah, no maybe. reason to use fake milk, which looks horrible. Like, I'm pretty sure they threw milk at Bulk's face. Like, just use milk. I, I, ugh, sorry. I feel passionately. <laughs> and again, I also hate it because, hey, it's another reason to put something in someone's face. <laughs> No, it is! Like, pies and faces being squirted in faces. I'm tired of Power Rangers' obsession with this. Drop it. Yeah. (laughs) When these legendary rangers show up next season, are we going to have Victor and Mai in the background being complete jackass? And then Tommy gets squirted in the face with orange juice or something? (laughs) 
How is this even gonna play out? <laughs> Will it be okay if Bulk and Skull come back and are part of the shenanigans with Victor? Okay. Or is that unforgivable? <laughs> okay. If Bulk and Skull and the actors come back and interact with Victor and Monty, I will take back everything I said about Victor and Monty. Because Oh, you don't have to do that. <laughs> that'd be cool, right? <laughs> but no, it would be hilarious because hey, you got the Bulk and Skull metaphor. And then you literally have Bulk and Skull. That actually would be terrible for the actors, though, because they all they do constantly, on, and they whether they should or shouldn't, and they probably shouldn't, all they have been doing lately on Twitter <sighs> is, like, jokingly say, like, well, that's because we're not Bulk and Skull. You know, like, so... But you are! Up having to sit there and act with Bulk and Skull. You are this series <laughs> Bulk and Skull, just accept it. And yeah. I'm not blind. I see what they're doing on Twitter, and I know they're yeah. trying to make light of the fact that everyone hates them as characters and commend them for that. I do. I do. I'm glad that they have a sense of humor. I, I'm glad that they're poking fun at this fandom who can be too serious at times. <laughs> but I just don't like the characters. I don't like how they're incorporated into these episodes. I don't like how these setups always happen with these bad Looney Tunes inspired gags. I just, I don't yeah. like it. Too much. It's too much. Too much. Yeah. Anywho, <laughs> Redbot alerts the Rangers that Princess Vieria and Drillion are attacking the city. They rush to save the day. And in the midst of battling Drillion, one of his attacks is deflected to where Princess Vieria is, and she's falling, and then Sarah saves her. Having been saved, Princess Vera now has compassion for the Rangers and calls off the attack, much to Drillion's dismay. Princess Vera informs Galvanex that she will not destroy the Rangers. Knowing he cannot trust her, X plots with Madame Odious and Drillion to take down the princess. Back on Earth, Princess Vera is in disguise and she finds Sarah at her cookie stand and begins to learn more about humans and how they are a good people after all. Sarah is hesitant to trust her, but when Drillion attacks, Princess Vieira takes the hit for Sarah. And th this summary completely misses the fact of what happens. So what really is happening is she's talking with Sarah, and then this thief steals the bag of cookies from Sarah and starts running away. And Sarah chases them. Vera's like, oh, we have to get them. Thieves are bad, whatever. Yeah. They find out that it's just a kid. Like, Sarah catches up with them. She asks him, hey, why are you doing this? And he says, oh, well, we don't have parents, and my sister and I are hungry. And it got, like, super serious. Too deep, too fast. Too fast. <laughs> and Sarah gives this kid the cookie machine. And great on Sarah. I She's... Super altruistic. I love it. It's great. But a freaking cookie machine is not going to solve the fact that they're homeless and starving. Also, just hire him. Don't give him the cookie machine. What are you doing? <laughs> just give him a job. The whole assignment was to be an entrepreneur. <laughs> right. You don't give away your business to the homeless. You help the homeless. First employee. <laughs> It was, and she even goes back to the teacher and's like, oh. well, oh, that's towards the end of the episode. We'll get to that. But yeah, 
maybe call the authorities instead of a magic cookie machine? (laughs) (laughs) I like what they're doing. Like you said, like I like that Sarah is this altruistic, like super kind person. But I do also think this right here, and I'm not even one who frequently says this. This is a moment where this is beating over the head the audience with, be nice to people. Like, just oh, help God. him. It's okay to just help him. <laughs> yeah, just like, hey, we'll call child services or something. Like, <laughs> hey, kid, I'll help you. Let's go to the police station. Because there is a policeman in this episode, and he takes Victor and Monty away because apparently they stole the cow. Yes, which is a thing with Power Rangers now. Is this, isn't this like the second time they've gone to jail? Oh, I don't know about that, but Jason went, you know, Jason was on house arrest in the movie for the exact same thing. (laughs) Oh my God, you're right. (laughs) It's so dumb because the cop's like, all right, well, we'll take you downtown. And I'm like, really? (laughs) You're not Lieutenant Stone. These are not Bulk and Skull. (laughs) Gosh, what if it was though? That'd be so awesome. It is one of those things, though, where, like, if if I'm to imagine that this happened in the first few seasons of the show, they would have talked to this kid about making better choices. They wouldn't have just been like, here's a cookie machine. Right. You know what I mean? This is the beating over the head that, that even I can't ignore. <laughs> yeah, and it's because of this act where Princess Vieira takes this sudden turn. And, mm-hmm. again, it's like instant buildup. Oh, I hate the Rangers! Oh, but you did this one good thing, so that must mean all humans are great. And Power Rangers are cool, so I'll help you guys. But you know what I did like about this? Is Sarah, like, watching her was like, who is this crazy lady? So, like, even though it's ridiculous in the show, if you watch, like, Christiani, like, her nonverbals in that, even she thinks Princess Vieira is, like, a nut. (laughs) (laughs) That that is true. Because, like, Princess Vieira is, like... You helped that kid. And where I'm from, we destroy people. And Sarah's like, what? <laughs> like, it's so, f- please go back and watch it. It's hilarious. Okay, okay, I will. <laughs> it is so funny to I'll me. I'll also watch the milk scene again for you. <laughs> oh, gosh, darn it. I've already seen it twice. It's too many. <laughs> so now knowing that they can trust Princess because of one freaking act, the Rangers morph into action against Drillion. They manage to defeat him, but Cosmo Royale gigantifies him with two Skull Gators again, because that's a thing. And <laughs> the villains are too strong for the Ninja Fusion Megazord, which is now ineffective after two episodes. <laughs> it was literally introduced two episodes ago, and now it... Nope. It what doesn't work. Oh, give us 50 episodes. And- please, please. <laughs> <laughs> Princess Vieira calls forth her spaceship, the Lion Fire Zord. And the Lion Fire Zord takes down Julian, forcing him to retreat. He's not destroyed. He just teleports back. Mm-hmm. Princess Vieira has saved the day, and she attempts to go back home to the Lion Galaxy in her Lion Fire Zord. But Galvanax shoots her down. The episode ends with Victor and Monty going to jail for stealing the cow, and then the revelation that Princess has survived the crash, and then to be continued. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Two-parter, yo. I don't know what I was expecting. Man, I should have oversold this to you so hard. Uh, Just so that I can be like, Eric, it's the best. It's uh, the best episode they've done so far. <laughs> even it's you not. telling me, curb your expectations, I was just like... Yeah wow, they're really doing this. And 
so back at school, like there's a little part where they're back at the school. The teacher is like, well, Sarah, I'm going to give you an F because you don't have your project. And then this is literally the next day, mind you. And then this kid like yeah. strolls into class, got new clothes, got that fresh backpack, yo. And, <laughs> and he, apparently he made so much money in one day that him and his sister are fine now. And they have food and a place, I guess. It was terrible. And I'm the new Blue Ranger. The teacher's like, well, because <laughs> of this, I'm going to give you an A+. And I was just like, take your A+, and shove it. Because, because <laughs> I'm sorry. How, it's- I know this is the Power Rangers universe, and things are crazy. There's air on the moon. There's air in space. Ninja Turtles are running around. It, it's a wacky world. But... There's no way you're going to sell enough $3 cookies to <laughs> drag yourself out of poverty. It doesn't work. Well, this this isn't wacky. This isn't silly. This is just stupid. Like <laughs> this, this kid with the cookie machine is stupid. Uh, it, yeah. No, I agree with you. It, this episode is just all over the place. It's all over the place. It is all over the place. And again, this show could really benefit from some breathing for these plot points yes these types of things because i i'll say it over and over there are so many individual parts of many of these episodes fewer in this one but in many of these episodes that are legitimately good things you know like i have a thread that i was i was writing down all the things that i think ninja steel is actually doing that are really really valuable for the kids watching one of those things that i think is so valuable for kids to see is that sarah is an inventor and she has these ideas that she develops and that, you know, she's generally responsible about. And, um, she's not just like a smart character on the show. She's like this inventive kind of fantastic whimsical character so that these kids are seeing like, it's not just that she's smart and she's doing things. It's that she's seeing this idea and she's making it happen. And there aren't magic cookie machines, but she made one. And I think that's so important. Mm -hmm. And having this like weird little Billy, they called him Billy too. This weird little Billy storyline just to me really undermines the value of what Sarah was doing in this episode in the first place. Like it doesn't take away that she did it, but I do think it undermines the better point, you know? Yes. I absolutely agree with that. It was just so awkward. (laughs) The lesson felt forced. The fact that Vieira, um, yeah, kill all the power Rangers because I'm going to rule the galaxy to, oh, I'm going to help him and save the day. It's too quick, too soon, too much. Generally speaking, I think I liked the the last three episodes we reviewed better than these three episodes. Yeah. Even though there were things in these three that I loved. Oh, yeah. Like, just generally. Like, this last episode we even just reviewed, I feel like, brings that average down. Just as it brings down the ratings each week. Moving oh. on. <laughs> <laughs> Low blow! (laughs) But not inaccurate. (laughs) We move on to our Ranger Nation Answers segment where we ask, what are your thoughts on Power Ranger Ninja Steel episodes 12 through 14? On Twitter, Edward Sanchez, Aunt Edward is the Man, said, My favorite episode is episode 12. I really like how they handled Levi being Aiden Reveal, and the family song was awesome. Hashtag Ranger Nation. Yeah, because it felt like actual emotion. <laughs> I appreciate Edward so much. Yes. Edward always comes in with such good things to say. He does. Jin Nguyen at 
Minimoon132002 said, Definitely good because we get to see Levi and Brady reunite as brothers. Calvin learning a lesson about heroes and a new character in 14. <laughs> I just like, you know, it's like, and a new character. <laughs> <laughs> Steve Martinez at Steve Martinez 90 says, I have five weeks worth of episodes on my DVR. Probably will watch them once the season's done. <laughs> Solomon D at Sollyman underscore D said episodes 12 and 14 were enjoyable in their own way but 13 seemed like it was from a bad 80 or 90s sitcom episode 13 so polarizing and by polarizing I mean I'm probably the only one who liked it <laughs> I'm from the 80s <laughs> on Facebook uh, Noah Bowden said only slightly better than it was starting off, but not by much. Jeremy Walker says, much better than the earlier episodes. Nice to get a coherent story to introduce the new Zord and power-ups. Here's hoping they can keep it up. On Instagram, Dimitri Mo underscore 90 said, 12 was good, 13 and 14 were okay. <laughs> Straight to the point. Yep. Wolfred Dirks, 30. I <laughs> think Wolf Rider X30 is probably... <laughs> oh! oh. Ha! That's funny. <laughs> I'm tired, can you tell? Oh, I was with you. I was like, oh, God. Wolfrey <laughs> Dirks. <laughs> uh, it's fine. Yeah, forgive me. I'm just getting into Toku and all that. Wolf Rider X30. 12 was good, but song reminded me of Triceratops Okay, song. hold up. It was better than the Triceratops song. <laughs> really? <laughs> but not by much. <laughs> We'll have to put a poll up. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I will do that. <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. Yes! <laughs> 13, I didn't like it all. Just seems out of character for him to basically ditch his friends like that. 14 was decent, but the fact that they named the monster Drillion, or Drill Lion. How do they it, say it's those? Drillion, but it's a play okay. on Drill Lion, basically. Right. Okay. The fact that they named the monster Drillion and making him a lion bothers me. He's a grease monkey. As a mechanic myself, I recognize that that is what he is. Also, the tool in his mouth is called a monkey wrench. <laughs> Hashtag Ranger Logic. <laughs> oh, yeah, so that's that's the episodes. Um, <laughs> uh, we'll be reviewing more soon, but... I think our extra episode is going to be a commentary of the Power Rangers movie. Uh, so that'll be fun. I will say this. I've been very diligent about keeping up with Ninja Steel, but if there's another milk scene, I'm out. <laughs> I'm out. I'm out. I'm out. What, what if it's milk with a legendary ranger? Out. <laughs> is it Daggeron? Then I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, so he gets a milk mustache on of his mustache and then he wipes it away with the cape. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that I'm here for. Everything else, I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Raise your name. Let us know what you think. If you have questions, especially after this episode, email us at <laughs> rangercommandpowerhour at gmail.com or check us out at rangercommand.com we're on Twitter and Command PH, on Instagram and Facebook, Ranger Command Power Hour, all one word. You can also ask us a question anytime at ask.fm slash Ranger Command PH. 
And we will return next week with a brand new episode. And I hope you guys listen to that. Kevin, Doug, thank you guys so much for being on the show today. It's been a blast. Thanks for having us. And do not yep. lose us. <laughs> that episode just gets points just because of that impression. I'm telling you, it's going to be a cult classic. Just wait. It'll be great. It'll be a classic for all time. <laughs> See, the references get earlier the longer the show goes. You know, this time it was the 50s, then it'll be the 40s, and then, ah, yeah. See, yeah, right here, ah. It's a great show. It's a great Power Rangers. Very good. Very well done. Oh, God. I'm tired. You've been listening to the Ranger Command Power Hour, only on the Four-Eyed Radio Network. You can catch a new episode every other Saturday. Find us on the Morphing Grid at www.rangercommand.com. Follow us on Twitter at rangercommandph and like us on facebook.com slash ranger command power hour this is trucky b47 from the ranger command power hour and you are listening to the four-eyed radio network ranger command is now on patreon become a patron by pledging as much or as little as you like every month and receive cool perks by pledging you are helping us make our show even better Go to patreon.com slash rangercommandph to learn more. Thanks 